Hello, I'm Ben Kaspit from Tel Aviv. This is On Israel in Al Monitor. I have a riddle for you. What do you call a government made of an Arab Islamist and a Jewish ultra-Aritist and led by the former head of the Jewish Settlements Council? Some in the Biden administration are calling Israel's new government a daring experiment, but many others see nothing but political suicide. For our American listeners, imagine a U.S. cabinet made up of the progressives like Ilhan Omar and Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez and representatives of the Quantum movement. This is exactly what you see now in the Israeli coalition. The survival prospects of the Bennett-Lapid government seem fair at the moment, although the odds are heavily stacked against it. Not only is it uh, facing constant efforts by opposition leader Benjamin Netanyahu and his uh, frustrated Knesset allies to delegitimize it, embarrass it, and bring it down. As the most diverse government in Israeli history, it must also hold together this rainbow, rainbow of all uh, the ideologies in the political spectrum to prevent the government from imploding. This means uh, that all its members must swallow lots of bitter pills, although they can look with their satisfaction on having achieved their biggest dream, getting rid of uh, Netanyahu after 12 years in office. Their next uh, do-or-die test is approval of the state budget. If this strange, fragile coalition can win Knesset approval for Israel's first full budget in three years, its stability over the next two years will be assured and even Netanyahu's most zealous supporters will find themselves hitting a brick wall every time they rush to bring it down. Our guest today is perhaps the standard bearer of the farthest liberal left in this government. Knesset member Gabi Lasky is a prominent human rights lawyer and advocate. She served as the head of Peace Now and has for years defended leftist causes and activists, even as Netanyahu and his allies did their best to make left a dirty wall. She joins us after this short break. If you're listening to this podcast, you obviously care about the Middle East. And if you do, you should probably be reading El Monitor. El Monitor is a global newsroom headquartered in Washington, D.C., with a network of over 160 contributors around the world. El Monitor offers first-class reporting and analysis from a range of perspectives and an approach that represents the highest journalistic standards, as well as an award-winning commitment to press freedom and independence. If you haven't done so already, visit us at elmonitor.com, check out our articles, and sign up for our free newsletters. There's a lot to choose from, including the Week in Review, an essay that offers unusual insights and forecasts into the region based upon El Monitor's outstanding reporting. And if you haven't done so, please subscribe to our El Monitor podcast on your favorite podcast platform, On Israel with Ben Caspit and On the Middle East with me, Andrew Parasoliti. Now I'm glad to say hello uh, to Knesset member Gabi Lasky. Shalom, Gabi. How are you doing? Hi, Ben. Good morning. Thank you for being with us here in, uh, in On Israel in Al Monitor. And I want to, to start with, uh, with a simple question. You re recently, 
made your dream come true by uh, becoming a member of the Israeli parliament, representing the Meretz party, of course. Did you ever imagine you would be sharing the same Knesset benches in a coalition where a pro-settlement hawk like Naftali Bennett and right-wing uh, ideologues uh, like uh, Zev Elkin, Gidon Saar and Ayelet Shaked are sharing with you? Well, I, I have to say that nobody thought that five months ago that this was even a possibility. Um, I, Prime Minister Bennett was um, headed the Yesha Council. I was Secretary General of Peace now. And of course, nobody thought that this was a possibility. But actually, I can say that um, this, this government has has several things that are so important to Israeli society. And first of all, it's the fact that the, no one now is inciting uh, citizens against other citizens or that, um, or, or that the prime minister believes that he's the prime minister of all the citizens of Israel. This is something actually that, that should be the norm, but 12 years, for the last 12 years, it wasn't. Uh, we never thought that this could be a possibility, but actually I'm very happy about it. And we're starting to understand each other and to, to, um, to learn from each other. There are a lot of differences in our ideologies, but at least there is respect between all the members of, of the government and of the Knesset and in the coalition. And we're here to work in order to improve the life of all Israeli citizens. So this I think is a big change and it's very good for all of us. It sounds like a real uh, utopia, and, I, and I, I never thought about it. You just reminded me that, uh, that uh, Prime Bennett was the, the, the chairman of the Yesha party, and you, uh, the total negative in, in peace now, and now you are sitting in the same coalition, and I want to ask you about the prime minister, because uh, Bennett's approval ratings are low, and the fact that he represents a party with only six Knesset seats uh, undermines his uh, legitimacy to govern, and his ability to, to manage a complicated coalition. So how do you think he's doing it until now? Well, I have to be truthful and I have to say that it's an anomaly that, uh, that the prime minister is, is coming from a party that is a minority. Um, I think it's a minority in our, in, in, in our democracy. But the, the interesting thing about this government is um, in Bibi Netanyahu's government, he was the government. So it doesn't matter, didn't matter anything else. And in this government, the ones that are giving the approval are the 61 members of government that they say, okay, you represent us now as prime minister. So it's a very different change. It's a different phase um, of, of government. You know, it is a true coalition. And um, although the, I, I don't I think that his approvals, his rating approvals will will get uh, higher because there's a lot of changes coming um, because there's work being done for for the better of of this of the people of Israel and not only so the prime minister uh, will not be in court or will not be indicted. So the, there's a big difference, and I think that uh, that he's doing a good job. I have to say that he's being that you know the prime minister is. Being, is doing a big job, a good job. He listens not only to the ministers, but he also listens to to the difficulties of of all the citizens of Israel. And uh, I think it's going to be there's going to be a big change. We have to understand that the government has is only six six weeks old. Yes. So so we have to take that into consideration. But I think that um, that 
that he's doing a good job now. And uh, you know, the Americans are calling this uh, coalition uh, the biggest experiment. Uh, I think this coalition is, is a real miracle uh, because we never, like, just like you said uh, before, you, we never expected the, such a thing to happen. But uh, if I may, uh, with your permission, ask a follow-up question. He, he, cannot, uh, he cannot fire a, a minister. And his authority is uh, is not so uh, powerful like like it should be, and now when you see with the COVID nineteen crisis that uh, suddenly he thinks one thing about uh, about the third vaccine to to older people, and Ifacha uh, Shabiton, Minister of Education, thinks totally different. He cannot use his authority, you know, to call her to to order. And, and maybe it can hurt uh, his ability to, uh, to maneuver and to govern. Look, I think that we've been accustomed by, by the last government that if a minister uh, does not agree with the prime minister, then he's, you know, then he's out of line. No, government needs ministers that do not agree automatically with the prime minister. This is the only way that you can really get it, get to, to the right decision. If you open things and if some some of them do not agree. And in this case, uh, Minister of Education, Shasha Bitton, doesn't agree with some of the things regarding COVID-19. But it's okay because until now, nobody really... Um, asked questions about it. So the questions have to be asked and ultimately get to a decision. But so so it's so it's fine. I'm I'm not a I'm not afraid of you know of disagreement in the in the government. Um, and until now, even though there are some disagreements, you know, we're now you know we, we have some disagreements with the finance minister regarding the the character of of the of the of what kind of economy we want in the state, if we want, you know, a neoliberal one or we want a social democratic one. But we're dealing one with each other and we're trying to to get to a point that everybody agrees. Um, so I think that's okay. I have problems regarding what's happening in the occupied territories, but yes, even I'm going so... to touch it with you. And <laughs> okay, when you but... say the difference with the finance minister, I think you mean that right now when we're recording this podcast, uh, the, the health minister... Uh, your party's leader, Nitsanovitz, is uh, threatening not to vote, to, uh, not to approve or to, to support the, the budget uh, this week. The government has to, to approve the budget this week because of, uh, of the health uh, budget, because he thinks uh, uh, Finance Minister Lieberman has to add more money to, to the, the, the starving Israeli health system and Lieberman thinks uh, vice versa. And this is exactly, I, I think we, we are showing here exactly the, the problem when you put uh, Meretz, which is a socialist party, and Lieberman, uh, who is, you know, I think uh, the, almost a libertarian uh, into the same coalition. It is, it is, a, it is, a, you can say, you can see it as a problem. I see it as an opportunity. Because in the sense that both of us have, both parties have a settled ideological way, then we have to talk about about what is the best the best decision for the exact point in time that we are now. If we're if I I believe that my my party leader Nitsan Orvis is right because in this in this coalition of change, we are supposed to be looking into how we we better. 
um, all the, the services or the, the government services for, for, for the citizens. And we know, as you pointed out, that uh, the, the health services in Israel are, although are, are better than in many places in the world, but for our standards, they are getting worse and their privatization is, is killing the possibility for the, the people that are not wealthy to get the best uh, health, um, health uh, care that they can. So, so he's right in the fact that we, that we need to change and allocate more funds into the health system in order to make it uh, better and for people not to to be hospitalized, you know, in beds in the corridors. And that's something that for years people have been talking about it, but it's now it's time to change it. And I think that in the end, Avigdor um, Lieberman is going to, it's, it's going to, to give more money for, for health care because this is what this government stands for uh, ultimately in the end. What surprises you about this coalition so far? I, what I actually what surprises me is that you know that after after such governments that we have that you can have a, a boring government you know that's that that you can that you can be a government without all the time you know without um, um, a fake news a government without trying to stab one each other in the back a government that uh, that respects each other and they're here to work and so although this has to be the, the the norm but we have been accustomed to something so different than just you know becoming a normal government that's here to work becomes something that we're surprised about and uh, and i'm happy about it yes we needed a boring government after the the, the last few years and i want to add another personal question you know you know uh, when you see how close became uh, prime minister bennett and merav michaeli for example head of labor and she said that she never sat and spoke or drank coffee with Bennett. This is the first time when this coalition and government were formed that they suddenly got to know each other. And I wanted to ask you, I assume you have an opportunity to spend time with lawmakers who are as far as possible from you and the, on the ideological spectrum. I'm talking about, you know, Bennett himself, Shaked, Matan Kahana, Gidon Saar, and so on. Is there anything you realize now about, about these people from the far right that you didn't know before? Is, it, uh, is this government bringing closer Israel's opposite political poles or is it having the, the opposite effect? Look, I, do you remember the, the, the speech of uh, the last pre president, um, Ruby Rivlin, about um, the tribes? about the tribes yeah and he was right and this government is bringing together those tribes that haven't spoken to each other for such a long time I, I want to tell you something from like the inner rooms we had a meeting from all merits we had a meeting with the Prime Minister Bennett and when we were sitting in his room he actually went far to tell us that he's that his father uh, in San Francisco uh, was uh, in a lot of demonstrations in favor of the uh, of um, black rights. So, you know, then you come to realize that, that people are much more, um, uh, that are not only one thing, that they are, that 
although they are very ideological in the one side and we're in the other, we're both here because we believe in, in the state of Israel and we want the, the best for the country and for its citizens. And so it has been like in those in these nights that we've been in the Knesset, you know, for, for hours and hours, then we sit in the back, you know, with um, with people from members of parliament from Yamina, and we talk about things and 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 we although we don't disagree, we there are ways not to just not to agree. And there are a lot of things that we do agree upon. The fact that some of them have met with many Palestinians, this is something I didn't know that they have very good relations, even in, you know, um, with Israeli sit Arab citizens and with Palestinians. It is something I, I didn't know. Um, and it's on the not, other hand, it's not only relations with Israeli Arab citizens, it's getting into the coalition of Naftali Bennett, the, the Muslim party, the, the, the Islamic movement party in Israel. And this is unprecedented, of course, and this is one huge achievement of of this government that goes in your favor this is your ideology exactly so we're now giving acknowledgement that every citizen of israel has the same vote and has to have the same opportunities so i think these are very good things that are happening now uh, not only for the government but really for israeli society in in uh, as a whole Okay, so let's uh, let's move on because the most amazing event so far was the fact that you and all your merits colleagues were forced to vote in favor of a law that withholds Israel Israeli citizenship from Palestinians who marry Israelis, Arab Israelis here inside Israel. This law is a fragrant uh, violation of human rights and uh, undoubtedly opposed to your deepest beliefs. How did you feel when you voted in favor? Uh, it was it happened, I think, two weeks ago. Uh, actually, there is a, a picture. Someone took a picture of me after I voted, and I held my face with my hands. I was <laughs> really. Uh, it was really one of the hardest things I I have ever I have ever done. The fact that the law became. Um, uh, um, it made it if we didn't vote in favor of the law, then the the, the government could fall. Um, and it then became actually, a, a confidence vote in government. And exactly. this what and forced you to, to, to support. And only in Israel can uh, happen such a thing that you were saved because the, the, the law did not pass. You were saved by the Likud and the right wing bloc that voted against from the opposition. It was all uh, uh, just uh, the negative became a positive, etc. In this case, so so it helps you exactly. maybe to to live with it. Exactly, but and I also want to tell you that um, that that merits went to talk to the Prime Minister Bennett about it, and we had actually some kind of uh, we presented some kind of agreement that will allow allow a lot of Palestinians to get um, status in Israel and he agreed with us. That was one of the one of the important things that happened. Something unheard of and something that we could have dreamed of. Actually, um, he agreed in order because he respected the, the fact that it was very difficult for, for us to to vote in favor of this law, but we actually um, um, he was open to to hear what our what our suggestions were, and and he actually agreed upon them. And he said that even that the law 
fell, he will go ahead with the, with the things that we that we suggested. So that's one of the you know one of the things that shows that this government really is bona fide. You know that really we're trying to work with each other even when we have such huge disagreements. Uh, one with each other, but it was a very, it, it is a very bad law and it's very difficult and now there is no law and um, and supposedly Palestinians can start to present requests in order to get uh, a status in Israel, citizenship, no, but you know, some kind of status, but still no one has gotten the status until now, but we'll, we'll see. You know, they that, have to pass a Minister of Interior, Ayala Chaked, exactly. uh, who is a, a hawkish right-winger, so it's not so easy for Palestinians, even after this law was not extended. But but let's move on. What do you think? We, which side of uh, this uh, weird government is making the most ideological concessions so far? The left or the right? Uh, on, the, on one hand, you weren't able to push uh, through, for example, uh, the marijuana legalization bill because your partner Ram, the Muslim Brotherhood, objected. But you and the left-wing uh, flank also have quite a few achievements. Are you frustrated or pleased? Look, uh, I, I, can I be both? <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can, uh, you can one... pick, yes, both. <laughs> Okay, so on the one hand, we really have had achievements like uh, the fact that the, the the Minister of Health has been able to pass the fact that even uh, that uh, refugees will be able to have health care, you know, something unheard of. Um, and uh, on the other hand, I think that uh, although this government openly has said that there's not going to be no annexation and no end of occupation. I think that there are some things that are happening now in Area C in the occupied territories that are very difficult for us to swallow and we have to change that because even though that this government is not making annexation, some of the facts in the ground will enable the, the possibility to make a, a real agreement with the Palestinian and uh, the Palestinians to make a uh, to make um, a feasible Palestinian state. So we have to be very careful with that, that all those small things on the ground, like um, trying to kick out uh, Palestinians from sea areas and uh, the new, the, the, the new uh, illegal uh, settlement stay on the ground because that is going to be very difficult for uh, a future, a future end of, uh, um, End of, of the conflict, the, but you conflict. you know that this this uh, this issue will be have to uh, be postponed because this government cannot deal with it. And talking about settlements, I I, uh, I did not plan to ask it, but you reminded me uh, the the Ben and Jerry's uh, affair when when this uh, ice cream company that by the way owned by the two Jewish people uh, from the United States said and declared that they will not sell their ice cream in the territories, the settlements, where something like 600,000 Israelis live. There was a huge reaction in the right-wing parties of the coalition. And I asked myself where Merit stands here, because there were also many left-wing organizations like J Street, and the Peace Now and the New Israel Fund that, uh, that demonstrated to the other side that this is the Ben and Jerry's right 
they, they're not boycotting Israel, they boycott the occupation. What do you say? Well, actually all of Merit's um, are, are with Ben and Jerry's, but it's not the, the, it's not the question of the ice cream. The question is, um, for so many years, governments in Israel have tried to erase the green line. And so now we people have to understand that uh, the occupied the occupied territories are not Israel. Look, the only people that think that the occupied territories and Israel are the same are the BDS and the right wing, you know? And it's time to to start talking about the differences between the Green Line and Israel. And I actually sent a letter to uh, Merav Michaeli, the Minister, uh, Minister of Transport, asking her to put signs in the roads where the Green Line begins and the State of Israel ends. Not only because I think that it's the right thing to do, but because the legal foundation that applies to Israel and the occupied territories is different. So if you want to to make people know that if you pass, like for if you're driving and a Palestinian is in your car, if he goes in, in Israel and he doesn't have a permit, you are making a criminal offense. And so the state of Israel has to tell you that this is the border, because if you drive him in the US bank, you're not making a criminal offense. So the, 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 legal, the legality that, that applies in Israel in the West Bank is different. So people have to know about it. And one of the things that I want to do in this government is to actually bring back the green line and remind people that are living in the West Bank that the laws that apply to them are military laws, not the laws of Israel. And people don't even know that. And we have to, to start talking about it again. But this is a great example to, to an idea or a, or a demand by you from Eretz that can sabotage this coalition. You don't see Bennett and Saar and Shaked and Lieberman putting signs uh, whenever you pass the green line, because the, 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 the last ones that think, that still think that, uh, that uh, the green line is relevant uh, is you. You know, we are all driving in the, in the roads that, that, that crisscross all the territories all the time. And uh, such an idea can, uh, can uh, you know, can, can cause this government to, to fall apart. Of course, I don't want to do anything that, that makes uh, the government fall apart. But I think that we have a responsibility to our citizens not to commit criminal offenses. People go to jail if you if you if you bring inside Israel a Palestinian without a permit. So people have to know where you can drive him and where you can't. So or, for example, there are there are a lot of different um, laws that apply in the in Israel that do not apply in the West Bank. And we have, and I think that it, this is a service that the government is making for our citizens. So we have to see how, how we can do this. But even just talking about it inside the government, it's, uh, it's an important thing and something that has not happened for many years because even when the Labour Party was inside the government, they didn't talk about it. But now it's, it, you know, Merit hasn't been in the government for 21 years. Yeah. So I think that this is one of the things that is our responsibility, at least to talk about it from the government. How you do you deal with, uh, God forbid, another round of fighting with Gaza or, a, or a, this little uh, for warns uh, and, and is always the first call for a ceasefires whenever there is fighting? I can't see Bennett, Saar, Lieberman and others uh, going along with you how will you deal with such a situation? Look, one thing that we have to understand about marriage is that we're not a pacifist uh, uh, party, 
but we are a party that does that that believes that we have to defend our borders but we have to do it in the in in a, in a way that is um that that only when is blunt, blatantly necessary so i i hope that we have ministers in the cabinet in the defense cabinet and i think that i i that our voices will be heard as well and maybe even before and not after we open fire and another question from this neighborhood finance minister lieberman and agricultural minister forer who are both uh, free market liberals are trying to push through a wide ranging reform that would eliminate customs and uh, on imported farm produce uh, produce Israeli farmers uh, claim this would kill what uh, little is still left of Israel's agriculture. I know this is an issue dear to the heart of Meretz. What will you uh, do in the reform if uh, this reform goes through? Well, actually, we um, I, I I agree with the fact that uh, um, that it's, this reform is is very bad for agriculture and is also very bad for for the ecology and it's bad even for for our for for our health and for our defense. I think that Israel needs um, um, health independence uh, and uh, and nutritious independence and agricultural independence. In the fact that if we begin to to bring uh, um cucumbers from turkey tomorrow something can happen and turkey will stop bringing uh, sending uh, uh cucumbers to israel so i think that this reform is is very bad for for agriculture and in the end ultimately i don't think that it will low price lower prices we know what happened with uh with the butter that now butter that is coming without the from outside is is much more expensive than the butter in israel or have you ever gone to the supermarket and tried to to buy pineapple that comes from outside of Israel? You know, you can't buy it because you you have to sell your house almost. So I think that this is a this reform um, also lacks in the fact that they don't talk about the, the all the price, all the all the money that goes through the selling process from the agriculture until until the the people that buy it. You know, they don't they don't they don't say anything about the fact that the supermarkets have to lower their not only their prices, but how much they they um, they they um, um, they get in, in the in, in all the in all the different hands that go through through yes, the process. This is, this is the, the main problem, because many people cut uh, their share uh, between the farm and and the supermarket. So and this is this is a problem. So finally, I want to ask you, Knesset member Gabi Lasky for merits. What is your guess? Uh, the common wisdom is uh, that if the budget, the state budget will will pass in the Knesset uh, within a few months, this government will uh, will uh, survive at least two years. Uh, do you think uh, you, you're going to make it and maybe even uh, survive with all the difficulties and differences uh, uh, the, the, the whole four years? I, I go with a common wisdom. I think that uh, if we pass the budget, then we'll, we're going to have a, a much more stable government and we're going to be able to, to, to see even Yair Lapid become a, a prime minister. Um, I hope that that, that will be the fact. Merits is doing everything in, in its possibilities in order not, not to be the one that that makes it impossible to continue it. with this government and that yeah. spoils it. 
Um, and we're paying a, a, a very high price, uh, but if we're able to to um, to have um, to bring a lot of uh, of um, um, good things to to our electorate and to the people of Israel, I think that that this is the best opportunity that that Israel has in order to change the the um, the route that it that it has been brought for, to in in the past 12 years. Okay, it was very interesting. Knesset member Gabi Lasky from Meretz, a, a member of uh, the weirdest Israeli coalition ever. <laughs> Thank you for uh, this uh, conversation. And we will be right back after a short break. Thank you, Gabi. Toda. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I'm Andrew Parasoliti, president of the award-winning media news site, El Monitor, where we cover the Middle East with some of the best reporters and columnists anywhere. And I'm excited to announce our new podcast, On the Middle East, where each week I will interview newsmakers from the U.S. and the region about the latest news and trends with additional commentary from our on-the-ground correspondents. Those of you who follow the region know that what happens in the Middle East doesn't stay in the Middle East. And to cite another great movie line, every time the U.S. tries to get out, the region pulls us back. Your time is valuable, so let me promise you this. You will learn something and you will never be bored because each week we'll be talking with and listening to those leaders who are making the news and shaping the trends in this critical and fascinating region. So please subscribe to On the Middle East with me, Andrew Parasoliti. Thank you for staying with us. It was uh, an interesting uh, chat with the uh, Knesset member Gabi Lasky uh, from Meretz about this uh, very strange and unexpected Israeli coalition. And uh, she told us that uh, no one uh, suspected or imagined or thought a few months ago that it's even a possibility that uh, all these partners will sit together. She, uh, Naftali Bennett, the prime minister, she told us, was a uh, the CEO of uh, the Yesha Council of the Settlements, when she was uh, the CEO of uh, Peace Now. It is right and left, total negative, and now they're sitting in the same government. But she, she thinks that uh, in this government there are uh, uh, some very important things that the Israeli society needs right now. At least, uh, says, says Gabilaski, the incitement that we experienced for the last uh, 12 years from Netanyahu and his allies against anybody who is not sharing their uh, opinions uh, has stopped. And the prime minister right now is the prime minister of all the Israelis, not only uh, the, the, the Israelis that support him. And the left is no longer a, a dirty word in Israel. And, and we didn't see such things for 12 years. And this is the major achievement of this government and coalition. Uh, when, she, when I asked her what is the most uh, surprising thing that she thinks uh, about this uh, coalition, she said that it is very boring. Uh, although uh, there is a huge differences in uh, ideology, at least, Gabi Lasky said, there is mutual uh, respect. They, they sit together from the all sides and the spectrum of the Israeli politics and they respect each other. 
Yes, she, she, she is aware that the prime minister is only uh, have uh, six mandates in his party, a, a minority. But when Netanyahu was a prime minister, he was the old government. No one did anything without his permission. And now we have a government that every minister is coming to work and has his uh, own agenda. And uh, maybe this government will be able to pass the state budget. And then Gabi Lasky says, there is a very good chance that uh, this government will survive. And she's optimistic about passing the budget. It's something that Israel uh, did not experience for the last two and a half years. That's it. I hope you uh, found it uh, interesting. And we will see you here next week in uh, On Israel in Al Monitor. I'm Melka Speed from Tel Aviv. Thank you.